Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and normally how I do it, I would read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. But if you listen to the episode that was so rudely interrupted earlier, I actually read an insert from a book that I started that I never finished way back in the day. The book was entitled The Truth Be Told. And it was written by yours truly. So before I was interrupted, I was going somewhere. Just so you know, it was based off of a character, but that character was actually created based off of my real life experiences when it came to dealing with with females. However, the difference between the character and I is that I don't hate females. So I wanted to make sure that I put that in the atmosphere. (laughs) I have a lot of really good, genuine hearted people that I have. I am surrounded by. I am truly surrounded by extraordinary grace. And I am truly surrounded by genuine women who love me, who have my best interests at heart, but I can definitely relate when it comes to certain individuals who maybe have not found themselves, um, who compete against you, not even really truly knowing why it is that they compete against you. They just do. And so that was the basis of me sharing the initial episode that I had actually shared with you all is because going through what I went through at that phase of my life, I can relate to a lot of females who, for whatever reason, have made up in their minds. I don't deal with other females. Excuse me. And it could just be because of their experience. They did not have a positive experience to overlap those negative experiences. But due to those negative experiences, they just made up in their minds. You know what? I'm just going to have nothing but male friends because I don't have to deal with the drama. I don't have to deal with the cattiness. I don't have to deal with that. There was a book that, and we're still working on it, but there was a project that me and a friend of mine that we're actually working on. And one of the things that we wanted to speak to is the fact that women truly can get along. Women really truly can encourage one another. Women truly can build each other up. You just got to be able to find the right person in order to be able to do those things. Everyone has a story. Everyone has their backdrop. Everyone has what they've been through. Everyone has a past. There's certain learned behaviors that we adapt to. There's certain things that we have to unlearn the older that we get. It just depends on what you've been through. But there are a lot of people that they have drawn the conclusions that they've drawn because of the experiences that they've gone through. They've made up in their mind that it's a certain caliber of person that I just won't deal with. They've created their own way of escape. They've created their own world in terms of what gives them a peace of mind. And that's really okay. It just depends on where you're at in your walk of life. But it took me a long time after I went through what I went through for me to be placed in a position to ever trust females again. And one of the reasons is because of how I was mistreated and mishandled. Because, see, sometimes people will have this feeling that they have to compete against you. 
And they don't even know where that's stemming from. You may not even know that that person is competing against you at all. You may come to the table completely trusting, trusting the individual because they haven't given you a reason to doubt them, because they haven't given you a reason to second guess why they do what they do. But just because you're coming with a pure heart to that table does not always mean that the other person or persons are coming with a pure heart as well. They could have already drawn a conclusion about who you are based upon somebody else's interpretation or experience of dealing with you. They could have already made up in their minds that even though you're dating Mr. G, that they've been looking at Mr. G for X amount of years or X amount of months. And maybe they've plotted and getting to know you better because they see that Mr. G likes you. So they're trying to figure out, well, what is it about her that makes him look in her direction instead of making him look in my direction? Maybe if I get a little closer to her, I can figure out what he's attracted to and I can mirror that personality so that I can gain his attention. So there are people like that, both men and women that walk the face of this earth. I just happen to be in that area and phase of my life so naive that I did not know that. I wasn't educated or privy to that, those circumstances. It took me having to learn those things the hard way to recognize that, oh, okay, just because you smile don't really mean you're for me. So in that season of my writing that book, in the season of my writing that chapter, it's because I was feeling so betrayed I was feeling so lost in a sense because it was like, what did I ever do to you to deserve to be treated like this? And then when I finally found the courage to confront the situation, the response that I got back was, well, if I knew that you liked him that much, then I would have never entertain the thought and my whole thing was this so you know how they talk about how men have this code well women have a code too and a lot of women don't take the time out to have that discussion but see the way that I was raised now I ain't always got a hundred but the way that I was raised was like you don't go for sloppy seconds you don't date your friend's ex you don't look in that direction you, if it's a billion other people in the world, look that in that direction of the billion other people. Why of all the people that you could be getting to know, would you choose someone that I have been with? See, I didn't even know that there was a level of competition on that level until I started being a victim of that type of thing. Had not a clue. Because when I was in relationships... I wasn't looking over at my girl's homegirl's man and eyeing him and thinking, oh, maybe we could potentially have something if you two don't work out. That was not my mindset. So I literally was under the impression that because I didn't think that way, the people that I affiliated myself with and associated myself with also didn't think that way. But it took me going through it to recognize that's not everybody's truth, nor does everyone have that same perception. 
So that was a hard, hard lesson to learn. And it happened on multiple occasions before the truth was exposed. So it was one of those situations or quite a few of those situations, about three or four, where the individuals would be in my face, grinning and plotting behind my back. And so there's a lot of times when I'm looking back over the track record of my life that I did not trust my own judgment. Now, as time has gone on, I'm starting to recognize that when people say trust your gut, it's because if you feel a certain type of adjusting of your, like your, your, we'll say your frequency for the lack of a better way to put it. So if you notice that when you get in the certain presence of certain people that your frequency begins to get disrupted, pay attention to that. Sometimes it's you. Pay attention to that. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling threatened? Why am I feeling weird? Why am I feeling strange? I know this person is smiling, but why do I feel like my guards are going up all of a sudden? Pay attention to your body language. Evaluate why it is that you're feeling that way. So it was a friend of mine that one day I had told her she um, had newly, newly gotten married. And she was telling me how a lot of the women at the church were drawn to her spouse. And he was very charismatic. Now, he didn't want those women. But at the same time, every time she looked up from her perspective, it appeared that the majority of those women wanted him. By that time, I had learned a little bit more about how women think. And so I told her, I said, or could it be that they don't necessarily want him or desire him, but they've observed how he ministers love to you. And because they've observed how he ministers love to you, and that is something that they aspire to experience, could it be that by their observing this, they're admiring y'all's relationship and what is looking truly like lust really is admiration, but they don't know how to convey their admiration to you without it coming across like they're jealous or envious of you. So instead of them communicating it to you, they just look from afar and they're looking from afar is making you feel indifferent or feeling weird because all it looks like is that they want what you have. But in all actuality, they do want what you have. They just don't want that person that you have. And because they don't know how to communicate that to you in an effective way, it is causing you to feel some type of way in their presence. Because a lot of times as women, we may see something or we may see an experience that someone else is going through. And it's not to say that we want the person that they're with. Now, there are some shady women out there, just like there's some shady men out there. And they do want what you got. And they may be, you know, really, really sly on how they try to get what you got. But then there's other women that are genuine 
and they're genuinely happy for you and they genuinely want to see you quote unquote win, but they admire what it is that you've achieved when it comes to your relationship. Maybe that's goals for them. Hashtag goals, (laughs) you know, but instead of communicating that to you, they're looking at you in admiration, but from your perspective, because you know what you have is something that is to be admired, you're looking at her in defense instead of taking the time out to maybe initiate the conversation and be like, he is pretty cool, isn't he? You know, it took me X amount of months. It took me X amount of years. It took me a whole lot of praying for me to find someone like him. But let me tell you what I did. Because maybe, just maybe, that person that you feel is jealous of you or envious of you, really, it just needs guidance. Really just wants to know, how did you pull that off? I remember when Sierra had actually gotten with Russell. And how everyone was like, how did she land a guy like him? It wasn't necessarily that they wanted Russell for themselves. They wanted to know the prayer that she prayed in order to get a man like him that would be willing to love a child that is not his own like his child and be willing to minister love to her like he was ministering love to his wife. It's not that they wanted him for them. Is that they wanted something similar for themselves. Everyone does not know how to communicate what their desires are. That takes practice. That takes work. Not just practicing conveying what it is that you desire, but working on articulating what it is that you desire to the point that you can communicate that at will. That takes practice. But it's a lot of women also that because maybe they have been mistreated, maybe they've only been introduced to one level of attraction for the sake of not having another way to put it. And they want something deeper, but they don't know how to articulate that. But when they see it, they know exactly what they, this is it. That's what I want. It's not necessarily meaning that they want that man, but they want what your relationship represents. They haven't figured out a way to convey that to maybe the partner, part, their partner. They haven't figured out a way to articulate that to the person that's in their life. They haven't figured out a way to petition God for that. If that's who they seek for a right relationship or their purpose partner. So when they see it, they're pointing at it or they're looking at it or they're admiring it, but that's not necessarily what they want. They're not looking at the person per se. They're looking at the actions of the individual yearning for those actions to be displayed in their own lives. And it took me a while to be able to discern and decipher the difference of the two caliber of women, the two types of women. Now, there's variations of 
us, just like there are of men. But in terms of when you're dealing with a competitive spirit or you're dealing with someone who is truly admiring your qualities, but they haven't learned how to articulate that, how you should be able to discern. And if you don't know how to discern the difference, pray. I have learned how to pick up on certain personality types, the passive aggressive woman where she knows what she's doing and she knows why she's doing it. And it is for the sake of attention. The humble woman who doesn't want a lot of attention at all. Then there's the attention seeker. That's all she wants. Hey, hey, look at me. Here I am, Sandra D. It just depends on who you're dealing with. But to treat every single person like they're that one bad experience is doing you an injustice and is doing that new person an injustice. You've got to be willing to try the spirit by the spirit. You've got to be willing to Put in the work to figure out, are you truly for me or are you not? Now, mind you, there are some people that have mastered manipulation to the point that you may not figure it out until after you've left a situation. Like, so you mean to tell me this whole time this girl was eyeballing you? This whole time she was grinning in my face talking about, hey, girl, you know, I got you. She was trying to get what I had. Sometimes you don't figure that out until after you've closed that chapter of your life. Sometimes you figure it out why you in the chapter. And sometimes you never get it at all. It just depends on you. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on, you know, if you're asking questions. It depends on if you're truly observing. Because there's a lot of things that tend to go over a lot of our heads I will never forget, I went to a gathering. This was so many years ago. And I pay attention to body language. I've always done that. I'm very mindful. Um, And so in this particular setting, the young lady that had invited me to the party, everybody's doing their, you know, having their moments, celebrating, whatever, whatever. But I kept noticing the energy of these two individual people. So after she and I had left the party, I said, your homegirl, her husband is cheating on her with her sister. And she looked at me. She said, how do you know? I said, it was all in their body language. Fast forward six months later. She said, girl, it hit the fan. I said, what? She said, you were right. I said, what? She said, they've been messing around for years. How did you pick that up? I said, because I paid attention to their body language. I paid attention. They they were acting like guilty people. How she didn't see it. And a lot of times you can see the signs, but you don't want to acknowledge the signs. You can see the, the writing can truly be on the wall. But because it's so heavy, you'll pretend like you don't see it. But if you pay attention to all of the signs... If you listen to your gut, if you ask the right questions, if you observe appropriately, you will get your answer. And I've gotten to the point now that it's not necessarily in what you say. 
it's in what you leave out. Like my, even the way that I pay attention to certain conversations, I'm starting to recognize that I don't get so caught up in what is said. I pay attention to how the conversation is flowing. And it's amazing because one of my good friends, she has started to do the same thing. And she's like, I, I really was listening on how the person shifted in. You could almost tell that they were changing the story as they were telling me the story, as if to say they were making it up, omitting how how they contributed to that conversation prior to bringing the conversation to me. And the more you start to pay attention, the more you start to say, wait a minute. So, and I've noticed that I've done that when certain information is brought back to me and I'm just like, I know that's what you want me to hold on to. Right. I know you want me to hold on to that phrase of that sentence or what I know. That's the part that you want me to hold on to. But what I'm catching is how did it even transpire into this narrative? How did y'all even get from this point to this point in the conversation for you to feel the need to have to bring it to me to begin with? It's not about what is being said. It's, how, it's what's missing. What's missing in the conversation? What part did you play in that conversation? How did this even come about? So the more that you start to observe people, the more that you start to pay attention to people, the more that you start to understand, yes, there are going to be people that it doesn't matter how righteous you live. It doesn't matter how righteous you are. It doesn't matter how innocent you are or how pure your heart is. There are going to be people in this world that just don't like you. And that is truly okay. Because what they think about you and what they feel about you, it ain't none of your business. That's their personal issue. You don't have to make it yours. That's something that I also have learned over a series of time. Okay, you don't like me. You probably don't even know why. If I were to ask you, I just don't like the way that you roll your R's. I just don't like the way that you wear your hair. I just don't like the way that you put that outfit together. I just don't like the way that you laugh. Okay, that's not my problem. That's a personal problem that has nothing to do with me. But I'm going to keep on being my authentic self. Okay, boo-boo? I suggest you do the same. Like, we can still be in the same space and not too much care for each other. I don't have to classify you as my best friend. You don't have to classify me as your friend at all. But learning the individuals that you're dealing with, that you're surrounded by, that you're doing life with, learning about who you're dealing with. I'm not saying it's going to protect you from a heartache. I'm not saying it's going to protect you from a heartbreak. But what I am saying is that the longer that you live, you will eventually, if you give it time, you will begin to recognize what you will and what you cannot and what you can deal with. And then you will function accordingly. So when I wrote that, I was younger and I was constantly being betrayed by the people that I said that I trusted or thought were trustworthy. But I was giving them that title when they truly hadn't proven to me to be trustworthy, to be a friend. Their actions were showing me that they were against me. 
but because they were affiliated with someone else that I labeled as a friend who I later on, I found out was constantly in competition with me, who was constantly trying to sabotage me in some way, form or fashion, who would constantly try to find something wrong with me instead of things that were right. And if I would have allowed that verbiage to consume me, I would have been the negative that this person was narrating about me. Now, their perception of me is no, it's not my business. I know that now. I stopped trying to people please now. But back then, that's all I knew was to be a people pleaser, even when it hurt me in the process. I had unfinished business. I hadn't even finished developing. I hadn't finished looking I hadn't even finished looking and, and being able to look at people for who they really were you know they say when people show you who they are believe them how many times do we not do that though how many times do we not believe someone when they show us who they are and we excuse their true behavior away like oh they just having a bad day oh that's not really who they are Cause I've seen them treat X, Y, and Z like this. So I've seen the better parts of them. Why are they mistreating me? Listen to your gut. Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to your body, how your body responds to certain people. Pay attention to that stuff. You ever, have you ever paid attention to a baby? Have you ever paid attention to your pet? They pick up on certain frequencies. They pick up on certain energy. If you pay close attention to children, I'm talking about infants, you can, you can kind of witness firsthand that they listen to their gut. They listen to that instinct. Ah, it's something about you that is not trustworthy. And what do they do? Ah, they start whining. A pet. It's something about you that's not trustworthy, especially if it's a dog. What's he going to do? Bark. Now, once now, initially he may bark because he's not familiar with you. But if that dog is still barking 30 minutes later, boo boo, it's something on you. It's something on you. Because nine times out of 10, once you introduce yourself and they see that you're not a threat to the owner, they see that you're not a threat to the household. They calm down. They either get closer to you or they migrate somewhere else. But if they're still barking at you 30 minutes later, it's time to check yourself. Pay attention to your gut. Pay attention. Pay attention. So that book, the one that I never finished, when I read it, I just shared a little chapter of it. So if you want to hear it, it is episode 66, season two, and it's called Unfinished Business. So this is called Unfinished Business Part Two, because again, as I was speaking on the episode, I was interrupted. So this is going to be part two of Unfinished Business. If you have any unfinished business, any unresolved issues with self, because you always got to start with self. When I was reading that, I was like, okay, Lord, so I know I didn't finish that book, but now what it has caused me to do, 
I pulled out all of that stuff out the archive because it's not just one. I had like three books that were unfinished all in this one pile. And it caused me to have to go and start reading. I'm going to read and find out how I started it and figure out why I didn't finish it. And if he gives me the strength and he gives me the time and he gives me the wherewithal, I'm going to finish those books. Because I really, at the end of the day, don't want to leave anything unfinished. But we do that a lot when we start to do the work on ourselves and then we meet the perfect man or the perfect woman, quote unquote. And then all of a sudden we stop doing the work. Don't stop doing the work. Keep doing the work because you discover who you are while you're doing the work. You discover what it is that you've allowed to fall by the wayside and what it is that you really need to pick back up. I shouldn't have never stopped writing because that's a gift that was given to me. That's one of my talents. Regardless of everything that's happened to me in this world, all the distractions that have manifested over the course of these years, I should have never stopped writing. And so it's time for me to pick that back up unapologetically what are you leaving unfinished figure it out and then do something about it this is going to conclude my episode on today and i do hope that this episode finds you healthy happy normal all that good stuff but whatever you do please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.